Welcome to the Six Figure Podcast Show. Both a business and a podcast, and you are wondering how you can use your podcast to grow your business. This is the show for you. My name is Maya Wajishafe, founder of the Six Figure Podcast and host of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. On this show, I have conversations with six, seven, and eight figure entrepreneurs on how they are using their podcast to grow their business, land clients, and make money as well. And now, enjoy today's episode of the Six Figure Podcast Show. Friends of the Six Figure Podcast Show, if I offer to show you how to turn your podcast into a sales machine that consistently brings you high ticket clients, even if you have zero downloads, no email list, and no audience at all, will you take me up on that? Visit the six figure podcast.com for slash start to watch a short video that shows you how to get started. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Six Figure uh, Podcast Show. This is a show where I love to have discussions with podcasters who have a business, who are business owners, how they are using their podcasts to grow their business, the wins, the challenges, and the opportunities in podcasting uh, for growing a business. So uh, in the house today, I have a special guest in the house. And before we get the show started, I will pass the mic to him. Dan will introduce himself. Give us a little bit background about uh, his podcast and his business, then we get the show rolling. Hi, Dan. Hello, hello. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. You too. Yes, doing great as well. Thanks so much for having me on. Really excited to be with you All here, right. here I today. Pleasure. I pleasure. So, give us a bit uh, background about you, your business, and your podcast. Get yes, I love it. Well, I'm a um, serial entrepreneur and um, three time. SaaS founder software as a subscription um, and a podcast host. So I've got a lot of irons in the fire. The three things that I'm really dedicated to and focused on right now is the Meaning Movement podcast, which is a show all about work and um, meaning for entrepreneurs. So helping bootstrapped entrepreneurs avoid burnout in a lot of ways. I've I've hit the bottom before and I'm passionate about helping entrepreneurs get the insights that they need to recalibrate their life and work balance so that they have the energy and motivation to keep going. Um, and to say that another way, we, we become entrepreneurs to have more freedom, more uh, less stress and to make more money, but then often end up with none of those things because we um, you know, sacrifice too much for our entrepreneurial path, entrepreneurial path. So I help entrepreneurs recalibrate their business and their life um, in order to, to stay, stay at it for the long haul. So that's one piece. The other piece is um, the software that I've been building most recently called VideoSnap. VideoSnap is a content repurposing tool for speech-based content to take long-form speech-based content, think like a talk or a podcast, and to make it into a viral-ready short for social. So take your podcast, you upload it, it makes it easy to extract a portion of it and make a video out of that. So you can start with a source as an audio or source as a video. So just any kind of speech-based content. And I'd launched that with uh, some some friends of mine, business partners at 923.co and um, have recently come on board with them as a product strategist for their studio. So helping um, interesting people build interesting ventures. So software, um, web apps, mobile apps, those um, kinds of tools. So that's the, the portfolio that I'm currently working on the podcast being a big a big part of it okay that's awesome you know one interesting thing about you dan is the fact that uh you have a SaaS company and 
uh, the products uh, you have out there is a product that uh, surely we help podcasters to repurpose their content. So we surely have to talk about that one later. So uh, let's get yes. started with this. What is the why behind you starting uh, your podcast? Yeah, the, starting with, with the podcast, the, the reason I started the podcast years ago when I was first figuring out how to build a business online, and this is just to, to put it like just really the, the most clear reason that I made the choice was I was a, asked a question to Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income when he had a, pot, a podcast that was like a question and answer. Um, this was years ago. It's, he doesn't have this, this podcast anymore um, about my business and how to grow my business. And he said, you need to start a podcast. And so as, right, as soon as I heard that from him, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to start a podcast. That was seven years ago now. And I found it to be just such a great tool for you know, two, two main things. I mean, across the board, it's relationships, relationships with my audience, uh, building trust, re- relationships with, you know, whether it be potential customers, like anyone who, who uh, might want to do business with me can look me up and hear all about who I am. See, you know, see me. My podcast podcast is also on YouTube, so they can they can see me. They can uh, build that what feels like a relationship, you know, a one to many relationship, and build a lot of trust with them. So that was one one huge benefit. One one reason I really believe in podcasts is from that standpoint. And then the other relational is also a relational um, piece is the network effect of meeting interesting folks like you that I get to jump on calls with and network with and build trust with and, and create relationships with. It gives you a channel to, to start a relationship with people all over the world doing all kinds of interesting things that you otherwise wouldn't have the chance or really the excuse to get on a call and spend you know, 30, 40, 60 minutes talking with. So those are the reasons. You know, that's why I started and that's why I stay with it. Okay. All right. So that's, that's very awesome. You mentioned Pat Flynn and uh, to say the truth, Pat Flynn is like a model in the podcasting world, especially for people who have a business to run. And uh, you mentioned, uh, you heard him uh, said, you need, it, uh, you need to start a podcast. And uh, since you started your podcast, so can you walk us through how you have been able to achieve that goal of uh, growing your business with your podcast? Yes, absolutely. Well, like, like I said, it is the what's such an incredible tool for um for for building building relationships so what i've i found so the podcast itself does does not like directly i'm not monetizing the podcast via ads i run ads for my products on my on podcast i've experimented a little bit here and there with affiliate things on my podcast but it's that's not the direct way that i monetize my podcast i know other people that do podcasting you know have you know, huge audiences my podcast is in the one the top 1% but it's still a uh, you know of all all podcasts, but but um, it still has a long way to go to catch up with some of these you know massive podcasts that get sponsorship from HubSpot and you know Mailchimp and like all these other kinds of uh, sponsorship slots that you you hear, and so that's not the way that um, the podcast has grown my business. The way that it's grown my business is by allowing me to find to to build relationships with with potential clients and customers, so entrepreneurs that end up working with me directly in the coaching con. Um, in a coaching relationship, I also run an accelerator for entrepreneurs. So those those entrepreneurs that that I uh, work with are often either people who have listened to my podcast or people that I've um, interviewed on my podcast or I've been interviewed by them on 
on their podcast. Um, and then also, especially with VideoSnap, which is a product for podcasters, by being in the podcasting world, it gives me so much credibility for this tool that I'm building. The, the tool, VideoSnap being a scratch your own itch product, right? I'm create my po- creating, been creating my po- podcast for so many years and wanting to find uh, ways to get it more discoverable, get it into the algorithms, get it into to places where people will find it because podcasts, as I'm sure you know, have r- discoverability is, is pretty low. It's hard to get people to find your show. So you want to get your show into the places where the people already are, which is on social. And so because I have this product that's for podcasters, being able to connect like with folks like you, have a conversation like this about VideoSnap is another way that I'm using um, the podcast to build build my business. And I feel like I can go on and on. There's just so, so many um, yeah, amazing benefits to to being a podcaster. Okay, awesome. Hi, you mentioned something that I'm very curious about. You know, you are the SaaS company and surely uh, podcasters are your target audience. And uh, to start with, do you have any high ticket products that you saw like beyond uh, your SaaS products? Yeah. So, I mean, the high ticket item that I sell is, uh, is my uh, accelerator for, with the meaning movement, um, which uh, you know, it's right now we are, we're, I'm launching the next round, um, beginning of next year. And so this is a beta round of a new, a new version of it. Tentatively called my working title is bootstrap, bootstrap without burnout. So for bootstrap founders, um, and that is a, a higher ticket item. It's a few thousand dollars to, to, to be a part of it, but that is a separate entity from, you know, from, um, the SaaS company. So I have, um, a, Business partners, as I already mentioned, nine two three Venture Studio is my my business partner. They're the development shop that I, I built um, VideoSnap with, and um, and off the back of VideoSnap, if this is what you're asking, um, we do not have a high ticket um, a high ticket back end or anything like that. We're just focused on building the software as a as a SaaS as a as a straight up software. Um, so I know a lot of people will use you know, software as maybe an entry point into their funnel and then upsell into other high ticket offers, you know, um, off of that. But that's not currently what we're, we're doing with VideoSnap. Okay. Well, you know, Dan, the, the reason why I asked this question is the fact that uh, during your, uh, during uh, you answering the question that I asked uh, initially, you mentioned that uh, you have been able to use your podcast to get more leads, get more clients for your business. So I was now wondering if uh, the list you are and the claims you are talking about is for your SaaS business or for AI ticket uh, products that uh, you are beyond uh, the SaaS. Right? Because I know you are not just into uh, building a SaaS company. You have other businesses. Yes. Like so that's why I asked. That's exactly that right. So, Yes, yes. And the other piece, you know, also, uh, since I'm, I'm um, working with 923 as a, a product strategist with them, helping, helping them find more, more clients, more people to partner with to, to build ventures. So that is also a high ticket, you know, a high ticket um, offer, as far as if, if you think of it that way, though, it, though it is more like a venture. So anyone who's looking to build, build software, um, this is a great way for, for, for me to find them, for them to find me. So anyone who's listening, if you're looking to build software, you need partners to do that. I'd love to talk with you about that. Um, so you could also think of it in those terms um, as, as a, a high ticket offer, I guess you could say. Okay. All right. If that counts for an high ticket offer. So is there any way or maybe uh, a channel that your podcast have been able to help you get uh, people into that program that you mentioned now? Yes, I already saw that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. How, how have I been able to? Is that the question? Yeah, sure. Like, uh, have your podcast been able to help you get leads or maybe 
paying mm. clients into your at the solution uh, program that you mentioned earlier. Yes, 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 definitely. And I think it's um, you know there's there's two two ways. It's just a, working on that discoverability, similar to what I'm talking about with with Video Snap. The other way that that podcasts are discoverable, in my, my opinion, is either you have to get your podcast into social onto social, so into the algorithms, so so people will find clips from your podcast and then find you there and then go through and become a listener. Or you need to get on other shows like this one and talk about what you're doing there. And so the way that, that my podcast has helped me is, is with both of those things. So maybe there's a listener okay. in your audience who responds to what I'm, I'm talking about. And then they say, oh, I'm listening to a podcast here. This, this guy has another podcast, The Meaning Movement. And so then they click over to The Meaning Movement podcast and then start listening to me there. And then from there, they jump into, you know, they apply to, to be in, in the, um, in my accelerator or some, in some other way of, of doing business with me. So I think of it as, as, uh, a, one of the tools that I use to fill the top, the top of the funnel to, to, to get people, you know, building relationships and circle, you know, into, into my orbit, if you will, to continue to start developing that relationship with them. Okay. All right. That's cool. So, uh, can you share with us some few wins you have got with, uh, since you started your podcast that you can pinpoint that, you know, this win came from the fact that I have a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, most directly, I could say even just my, my relationship with 923 um, and, and this pr- product, product uh, video snap that I just launched, that those wouldn't even have been possible when I started my, my podcast. When I started my podcast, I had not done anything in the SaaS world. And now I've, I've launched three different um, SaaS companies as a part of that. And it's, it's, it was just kind of the inflection point of building a lot of relationships with um with interesting interesting people it's allowed me to to really network in ways that i never even um knew were possible and when i was starting the podcast i was thinking of it mostly just as a tool to spread my message and to have conversations and to put content out into the world and i didn't even realize the uh the potential for relationship building as a part of it and so you know there's some so many direct effects that i could i could trace back to that um but most directly and most recently is um this role with 923 and helping them build their venture studio um is a direct um direct uh, uh result of um of of my podcast and of the way that i've been able to um get to know the team there um talk about, you know, see, they, they see my podcast as a huge opportunity for me to continue to help them, you know, build their studio because I can have basically do what I've been doing for my business, but then also do it for their business. Talk about what they're doing, network with other entrepreneurs who might also be wanting to start ventures and those kinds of things. Okay. Thanks so much for uh, uh, that answer. So uh, you've talked about the wins you have been able to uh, get from your podcast. So is there any challenges that uh, right now you can say, okay, this is uh, one challenge I've been, uh, one challenge or the other I've been having with uh, being a podcaster who also have a business. So is there any challenge that you'd like to share with uh, people listening to this uh, episode? Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I think, <clears throat> excuse me. I think that uh, one of the, the biggest challenges is, is always, for me, is always discoverability. How do I grow my audience? And there's a handful of different ways that we've we've tried that. Um, and you know, most recently, with our last season of episodes, one of the things that we we asked to we tried it. One way we tried to solve this, and this is just to be. I like to, I like to build in public. I like to be be transparent and share share wins and and losses. Right. 
And so one of the things that we tried that did not work was we, when guests were going to come on the show, we'd ask them before they come on the show as like a precondition to coming on the show to promote some some uh, a lead opt-in for the meaning movement. So I have an assessment at themeaningmovement.com slash start, which is a, a assessment for your business business life balance. Um, and what people what we asked people to do was to share an, an opt-in like that in order to basically to to uh, as a precondition to coming on the show. And then what what happened is and the, our theory here was could we use guests coming on the show as another tool to spread the message that we're trying to do and get get new listeners. And so that was our theory. That was our hypothesis. And the answer to that was no, <laughs> it doesn't work. And the reason it doesn't work is that uh, the, the guests weren't bought in yet. They didn't have a relationship with me yet. And they were just kind of jumping through a hoop. And so all of the promotion that happened as a part of that was very half-hearted. So I'm always trying things like that just to see what works and what doesn't. There's many other, um, and, and, and discoverability continues to be the, the, the main, um, I think, uh, challenge because um, I want to get, you know, I'm in the top 1% of podcasts, but I want to get into, you know, I want to get to the top, you know, 0.5% of podcasts. And in order to do that, I need a lot more listeners. So how do I build those, um, those listeners? How do I find those listeners? How do I get found by them? Um, and so there's a lot of, a lot of other obstacles. So that's the obstacle that I'm currently working on. That's where video snap came from. That's why I'm doing more things like um, being on podcasts, amazing podcasts like this to, to share my message and hopefully find, find more listeners. Um, but, uh, you know, along the way, there's so many other obstacles that we've, we've encountered that, um, that we, we had to overcome even early on just production. When I first started seven years ago, it was just me, just me and my microphone going out and having conversations with people. And then I would take that a podcast, that, that, that interview, and I would produce a podcast about it, you know, or with it as, as the base. And I was doing all the production myself. And that just was taking up so much of my time. So then I started hiring a team. Then I, so I got an editor that I trained up to, to teach how to do it. Then after that, doing it for, for many, many years, is just myself and an editor. I hired a podcast manager who helped m- many of the moving parts of you know creating the graphics and promotional graphics and that that kind of stuff. And then I brought on a um, content producer who she goes through and she finds like the best moments of the podcast and makes content for them um, using Video Snap uh, content out of that to put out onto social so that people can find and engage with my my show on social media and um and then the next step now is is um focusing bringing on that team to to focus also on guesting and and um asking other podcasters if i can join them on their show in order to again increase the uh the the visibility increase the discoverability so it's just like one step at a time we're growing every time there's a, a new problem we find a way to, to a, a solution and sometimes the solutions just like that theory that hypothesis we tested about can we use guests as a discoverability tool the answer being no we try things and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't um, and so that's where we are right now with uh, with the show okay all right you know you mentioned something that i can relate with as someone who has started uh three podcasts before i started uh, my fourth podcast, which is the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast, before I started this podcast that we are uh, hearing now. So, you know, a lot of uh, as business people, we try a lot of things, and I, I think that's one of the spirit I love so much about being an entrepreneur. Because when we have theories, just like you said, you know, can guests help us uh, get our deliver- uh, discoverability, yeah. get it to the rooftop, or help us with that? And it was a theory, and uh, you. You went to work 
and you implemented the system and at the end of the day you got direct feedback from uh the people who you thought uh, will be able to help you uh get your podcast more discoverable so you know one thing i just want to point out as a podcast i've tried a lot of uh, systems i've tried a lot of just like you mentioned i've experimented a lot and I think uh, those feedback are, are very, very, uh, very, very important because at the end of the day, it gives you the right insight into what works and what doesn't work. And yes. just, just have that theory that, you know what, can this, uh, what if I do this, what will happen and uh, you try it? And you I think that's a very good spirit that most, uh, that drives entrepreneurship and, yes. and even as a podcaster, yeah. you know, there's a lot of theories out there in the world of, uh, world of podcasting. Like, uh, if you have like, uh, a-list guests on your show, they will be able to share your show. But at the end of the day, I tried that it doesn't work because they don't give a damn about my show. Yes. And they are too busy to even promote uh, one small show somewhere. So, you totally. know, I, I, just, uh, I just said this to encourage podcasters out there to experiment a lot, to try things, to have theories and to get out and try those things and see if it works. If it works, fine. If it doesn't work, then you can do something else. So, uh, Dan, I'm loving this conversation and it's a very interesting one. So, you know, you've started podcasting. Uh, I've been podcasting for seven years now. And really, I must say, you are one of the top uh, 5% of podcasters <laughs> who have been showing up and podcasting every damn time, every day for almost for years. Because mm. I mean, I've tried it. I've, I've actually podcast before. I can say I have success in podcasting and I just fell by the wayside and I got bored about it. But you know, uh, when I when I'm talking to someone like you, I've been podcasting for years. I always like to ask them what really motivated you to keep going after those years. Like, why yeah. do you keep? Why do you keep at it? And what is one lesson that you like to share with podcasters out there who are listening to this? Actually, people podcasters who have a business they are running by the side. I love that. Such such a good question. And thank you so much for the for the kind words. That that really yeah, means so <laughs> so much to me. Yeah. I, I you know, for me, I when I started, I there there's been a, a handful of points in my podcasting journey where I I feel like I got a little bit burnt out. And a lot of it for a long time came down to finding a sustainable, a sustainable pace. And so, you know, yes, it, it, I'll, I'll get, I'll, I'll get back to your question, but why, why do I keep, keep at it? But in order to keep at it, the, I think the other question that's important to talk about is, um, is finding a way to do it that, um, that fits your, that isn't too much of a, a lift. And so for a long time, while I was doing a bunch of other things, I would only have to release two episodes a month that, that turned into a really good rhythm, rhythm for me. So instead of trying to do multiple episodes a week and just all the, the the production all the the extra work that it would that it would take i just said you know let, what's what's the the minimum viable product what's the 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 lowest amount of effort where i can still really have fun at this and not get burnt out and that allowed me to keep going for for a long time so that's one thing that i want to invite people to is to to think about if you're if you're at a place where you're like i don't know if i can do this for a long time it doesn't have to be I either do it or I don't do it. But maybe a question that you could ask is how could I do this differently that allows me to stick with it 
for longer because going too fast, moving too fast in a non-sustainable rate, a non-sustainable pace is going to leave you burnt out. Just like I'm a, I'm a runner. That's what, what I do for, for fitness, you know, uh, and, and uh, I know so well that if I am running at a rate where my heart rate is too high, I'm only going to be able to sustain that for a certain amount of time. And if you look at these ultra marathoners, people who are running hundreds of miles, um, maybe not hundreds, 100 miles or, you know, 70, uh, 70 miles or 70 kilometers, 100 kilometers, all these longer races. Um, one of the things that they do is that as they run, they keep their heart rate really low. And that's their main indicator. They're not worried about how fast they're going. All they do is just focus on their heart rate. And, and as long as their heart rate is in the right zone, they know that they'll be able to stay with it for 10 hours 12 hours, 20 hours, even even longer sometimes. And I think the same is really true with podcasting and entrepreneurship in, in general. And I think the big passion of mine with the, the Meaning Movement is to helping, helping entrepreneurs find that sustainable pace because you're going to make way more money if you can build a business that you love for the long haul rather than trying to go all in and blow it up and make it huge really fast and then you end up burnt out on the other side. So that's my first thing that I want to say is just find that sustainable pace that you can do day in, day out and stay dedicated to it. And then that just to go full circle back to your question of how do you stay dedicated to it? If you're, if your dedication to it, if your dedication to your work, whether that be your podcast, whether it be your business is a lighter lift, a heavier burden to carry because of what I just talked about, then it's much easier to stay with it. The reason I've stayed with podcasting is because it's allowed me to connect with amazing people. It's allowed me to have a creative outlet that's that's it puts the pressure on that I need to create something. I need to say something that otherwise it's, it's really easy just to sit back and relax and not make anything, not put content out into the world. And podcasting and, and committing to a schedule and staying on that schedule, even if that schedule is slower than I'd like it to be, has allowed me to do that. So it forces me to get into the creator mindset or the creator's seat and do do some creative work and get um, get content out there where it can be heard, where it can be listened to, and also keep building these relationships, using it as a tool to build relationships with other podcasters, to, to, to network um, with potential clients, and to have content out there that people can find me, listen to me, hear what my point of view is, and, and get to know me through it. So that's all. That's a long, very long answer to your, yeah, yeah, to your yeah, question. I, I but I hope it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, I, I I just have to keep quiet to keep thinking in uh, what you said. You know, uh, you saw it from a very different angle. And at the end of the day, I think we eat, if you ask me, like, uh, if you ask me, like I said that three podcast before I had success with uh, the Six Figure Entrepreneur podcast and. What two reasons are the reasons what are that contributed to me failing and just falling by the wayside and just forgetting about the idea of uh, getting those podcasts uh, produced? The first one is, you know, the system I was following then, just like you said, it was burning it out. Like I was yes. the one editing, I was the one producing, I was the one publishing. So it gets so tiring and so boring, like having to do mm-hmm. all those things myself. But, you know, this time around, I have a team, just like you said, uh, who are uh, focusing themselves on uh, worrying. Uh, they, their job is to worry about editing and all those publishing aspects. And my own job is just jump on a call like this and have interesting conversation with people like you. And uh, the second one is, you know, uh, this 
entrepreneurship is a game and one way or the other take it or leave it we're adding value in the marketplace but the main the main scoreboard is how much money are we making you know when i started making money on my podcast then i think things started uh, getting interesting i was so motivated and at the long run you know when i know that apart from the networking part which i'm able to have conversation with awesome entrepreneurs like you you know mm. the money comes good and I, I, that keeps give me the motivation to keep going and also even provided a revenue for me to uh, keep paying uh, the podcasting uh, what would i call it seeing that are working for me so i don't think i have any reason just like you said behind the motivation uh, behind the networking effect talking to amazing people connecting with people and stuff like that uh the money comes where good and you know when you're making money in business driving you, it's keep motivating you to want to do more. So I think if I'm to if I'm being asked those two questions, uh, that question, the same question I asked you, those two things are are what I would say like uh, my motivation is being able to add the just like you said, that has helped me to really focus on what I love being best, which is having conversations like this. Myself. I love it. Yeah, that <laughs> totally <laughs> resonates with me. Being able to yeah, being able to being able to make money from uh, the podcast, you know, the game at the end of the sport, and we surely have a goal and we have a purpose. So, uh, before we say goodbye on this episode, even I wish we never have to say goodbye, but I uh, you know I'm running out of time now. So, uh, if you have to start a podcast today, like from the scratch, what would you have done differently than when you got started seven years ago? What am I doing differently now is is really like I've, I've talked about a little bit like um one is is making sure that I'm first leading with my uh, the right right pace moving at a pace that's sustainable for me and I've been able to increase that pace because of the systems and the processes and the people that I've been able to put in place and I think that those are the three the the three major things that are really easy to point at I started when I when I started I was doing it all myself and um and also had like a very high standard for production quality. My first episode, you can go back on the Meaning Movement feed and listen to some of those early, early episodes. I was trying to be like, you know, This American Life or Radio Lab or Serial, like these podcasts that are that have full-time teams of producers, editor, editors, and journalists working on them. And I was just one person trying to do that, spending 12 plus hours per episode so i had to lower my standards so that's a big big part of um one of the shifts is and i I don't like talking about lowering my standards but changing the focus the focus is less on on you know making a a beautiful art piece of artwork out of a podcast but instead making it using it as a tool viewing as a tool to convey information and to, to to help people and so it was a mindset set mindset shift in that way then um the other changes are uh, bringing in an editor to 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 help edit it a a producer to help manage the process from scheduling and and you know all the all the moving parts getting our, our show notes all ready and done and all of that stuff um and then also having you know a, a content person who's helping me repurpose this the content with video snap to get it out onto onto socials and so with all those pieces in place we have better processes and systems we have a editor a a manager and a a content person then i'm able to increase my production so now right now we're doing two episodes a week we could easily do more than two episodes a week if we if we wanted um but right now it's you know that's one of the that's one of the hypotheses we're we're testing at the moment is how many episodes is uh, enough and how much how much is is too much so right now we're at a two episode per week 
um, rate when we're, you know, during our seasons, our seasons run roughly about three months and then we take a two week break and then we, we kind of reevaluate and then we do it again. And so that's oh. some of the many, the many changes that we've, we've made over the, over the last seven years. All right. So uh, before we say goodbye, I want to give you the floor to talk about your product, your SaaS product. It's uh, of interest to me. And, you know, one thing I struggle with earlier is uh, when I started, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> when I started uh, my uh, first podcast is the fact that how do I repurpose this content? I finally uh, found, uh, find someone to help me uh, figure that out. I paid someone to do that. But, you know, uh, the two you just mentioned, the uh, your SaaS uh, software you just mentioned, I believe is a very good. So just uh, give like five, uh, some few minutes shameless plug about yeah. uh, your product. I love it. Thank you so much for uh, for the question. Yeah, so VideoSnap yeah, is made welcome. for pe- yeah, made for people like you and me. You can upload either a long form a long form piece of, piece of speech based content. So that could be a video or audio. So audio like you know like this, or a video of a of you presenting a talk, or doing a webinar, or a training, or you know a TED talk, or whatever whatever it might be, or just something you recorded just to make a piece of content. You upload that long form piece. The software then transcribes the whole thing. And then you're able to just go through the transcription and just select the text that you want to make into a short. And a short should be rather short. If it's going to go onto you know, YouTube shorts, it has to be less than a minute. Real Instagram reels and Facebook stories need to be even shorter, 10, 15 seconds. And so you want it to be pretty short. You just select the text, it might be a paragraph or two, and then you just hit a button. And the software then takes that text, it pulls the source content. So if it's a video or an audio, that portion, you know, t- that 10 second clip from that, um, from the original source and it breaks it into moments and then finds b-roll footage that matches those moments from the text looking at the text and seeing what we're talking about so on this show we're talking a lot about podcasts and so it might pull a a uh, um, a video of someone talking on a microphone or someone with headphones on or someone editing uh, editing audio and it would break the into just these these clips of B-roll footage, stock footage. You could talk about it like as it call it stock footage. And then it makes a video where there's text on the screen and footage in the background. If the source file is a video, so if it's you talking to the camera or uh, like a, you could think of it as a video, if you're doing a video podcast, it'll always start with the video first. We're assuming that's going to be a person talking to the camera and then it cuts to the B-roll. So it's a really simple way. So it's all that's done with AI. It's looking at the the text, finding the right footage to match that. And then you can go in and make all kinds of changes. You know, if, if, you know, maybe the person editing the podcast in, in one of those clips is, is a man and your, your editor is a woman. So you want to find a different one or like you can make all kinds of different changes based on your preferences, your brand, you know, how you'd like to communicate all of those things. But right out of the box, you just click that button and you have a, a video that's ready to go on social. You can make it better. You can make it, you know, uh, if you have high production standards, you can make it as, as, as uh, smooth and, and perfect as you'd like. Or if you just want to, if you're like me, you just want to get that content out there. You're able to go very quickly from a long form piece to a social ready, I like to say viral ready video um, in just a couple clicks. So it's videosnap.io. We have a free trial that doesn't have a, doesn't require a credit card or anything. Just go to videosnap.io and you see buttons all over the site to jump on um, the free trial and, and give it a try. See how it works. And I'm so pumped about this because it's right now discover video shorts are the best way for discoverability. You think of how TikTok has blown up and this is a tool that then allows you to get your podcast 
into TikTok, which means when people are there, just you know, get, getting that dopamine boost of just swiping and f- trying to find what, what else is cool out there, you can then have your podcast, your content showing up there. And then they follow you, then they get to see more of your content, and then they get come back to your podcast and um, start start listening to your podcast. And the same would be true for speakers, authors, you know, people with audiobooks, um, anyone who's trying to build a personal brand. Uh, it's an incredible tool to get their content into the algorithms so it can um, get, can be found. Okay. All right. That's a very awesome tool. So a link to uh, the, uh, the software Dan just mentioned will be uh, put in the show notes for this episode. So make sure that you check the show notes for this episode. So Dan, uh, before saying goodbye, can you just tell us where we can connect with you online and where we yeah. can listen to your podcast and uh, avail ourselves of uh, getting a piece of uh, your software? I love it. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been so fun to be with you here. And I would love to connect with anyone who's listening. You can find my podcast wherever you're listening to this podcast. We're in all the major podcast catchers. It's called The Meaning Movement Podcast. And um, I also, you can find you can find me at themeaningmovement.com. If you're an entrepreneur and would like to uh, take an assessment around your um, entrepreneurial health. So again, thinking about how do you how do you, we build businesses that are sustainable for the long long haul? Would like to invite you to go to themeaningmovement.com slash start and take the assessment there. That assessment um, should will help you have some real tangible takeaways about recalibrating your work-life balance, helping you have the energy and motivation that you need to keep going in your business. And after you take that assessment, you'll have some strong takeaways. You'll also get an invitation to jump on a call with me where I can give you some direct insight into what you're doing and also see if you're a good fit for um, the accelerator program that I'm launching. So you can find that at themeaningmovement.com. And if you're looking to launch a venture, a software, um, you know, any kind of software, an app, web app, mobile app, I would love to talk to you about that um, there as well. And so just jump on my email list at themeaningmovement.com and any of the emails that um, I send out, you can always hit reply and it goes right to my inbox. So would love to connect with anyone about any of those things or any other ways that I could help you. Um, It just means so much to me to have the chance to to share about what I'm up to. And I do all of this to help people. And so um, any ways that I can help, um, I'm all ears. All right, the minimovement.com. Please check Dan out. And uh, I believe uh, you will enjoy your time with connecting with Dan. Dan is a very awesome person. And uh, as, you, as you can tell from this uh, interview, uh, Dan is a very lovely person. And I really enjoyed my time having this interview with you. So thank you so much, Dan, uh, for joining me on this episode of the Six Figure Podcast Show. Uh, it's been a very awesome time, just like I said. And I love to talk to you soon. So bye. Thank you so much. Really great having me. Just being on the show with you. Really appreciate you having me. All right. Catch you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Six Figure Podcast Show. I hope it has been value for your time. If so, I'd love for you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. This will help other podcasters like you to discover the show. Don't forget to download a free copy of the Six Figure Podcast book. Inside the book, you will learn how you can use your podcast to land high ticket clients without worrying about who is listening to your podcast, even if you have zero email list, no audience at all, and zero downloads. Grab a free copy at thesixfigurepodcast.com forward slash book. See you next time on another episode of the Six Figure Podcast Show.